yeah we don't have day jobs we rely on our 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 listeners to donate that's true so thank you to everyone on our uh, patreon yeah <laughs> uh we actually got an email from patreon saying we're making too much money and yeah. we need to tone it down yeah so, they said the irs uh, we love is, you all thank you so much for sending it in but it, you're really yeah. giving us a hard time you can here. stop uh, now you don't have to yeah, yeah just we've deleted the patreon the patreon's been deleted other people need the money more than we do exactly really, right now so don't don't be stupid um, thank you so much for the support. Uh, we sold out of all our merch. We appreciate it, but but seriously, you like, you can't get on the donate. you can't get on the Patreon anymore. We deleted it. So all of our millions yeah. of of listeners, we're sorry we deleted it. We're just starting from scratch because we were making too yeah. much money. Really, we're ghosting our our former following in an <laughs> effort to really humble ourselves. Hawk Titan. Do you buy your thumbnails? I do buy my thumbnails. Do you buy your thumbnails? Just tell us it. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. No. No. Deep breath. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome back, everybody. This is Frames and Fools. Films, filmmakers, and fuckery with me, Henry. I'm Dylan. And we're here to talk about some movies. Yeah, we talk about movies and uh, we watch them and talk about them and, you know, fry them up like a nice uh, spicy burger. I don't know what just happened. (laughs) You're making me hungry. I was going to go for like a spicy meatball and then I was like, you don't fry meatballs. So. You could. I guess you could. You can fry anything, don't you? Fry up a nice spicy meatball. (laughs) This is spicy meatball. All right. Well, Um, the spicy meatball we have for you this week is a little film called Pop Star. Pop Star. Never stop, never stopping with Andy Samberg. And the. Um, We'll get into that in a bit, but first, our movie moments. Yes. You got one, or do you want me to go? You go first, buddy. Um, as we said last week, this week has. uh, I mean, these past two weeks have been very surreal, very movie moment like. Um, and, uh, this week I went to the grocery store for the first time. Oh, damn you. This was my, uh, <laughs> we could tag team it. Went to the grocery store for the first time since the, the outbreak. Um, it's fucking nuts in there. And I <laughs> kind of felt like I was in a zombie movie and at a, like a, at the, my first trip to the grocery store, I was very paranoid cause I was just like. I don't know. I'd been like reading too much news, so I was just like walking around trying to avoid eye contact with people cuz that's I don't that'll do something. That's how you get Yeah. That's actually how you get covid <laughs> yeah. is you make eye contact with someone who has exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. So, it was weird. There's like no eggs or milk or you know, the grocery store is just crazy. Still? Have you gone back? Um, I went to my corner store today. No eggs. Uh, but then I went to HK Market, which is a Korean market right down the street, and they have eggs. Limit one per customer, so I got I got mm. I got a dozen. Dozen yeah. eggs. You eat a dozen a day. Yep. Dang. Eat a dozen eggs a day. That's why you're so strong. <laughs> um, yeah, my movie moment was uh, the same. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I went to the supermarket for the first time since all this sort of happened and didn't know what to expect. But um, I actually went. I think the movie moment part of it was I was at 
Red Rock. I had just gotten off a shift. and That's where you work, the um, coffee shop? Yes, Red Rock, the coffee shop I work at. Uh, and uh, Gene kind of came to me. I was like, hey, um, it just came out that at midnight they're going to put the shelter in place in effect in the Bay Area. So six counties are going to basically go into near lockdown. Yeah. And she kind of dispatched me. I said, all right, what can I do? And she's like, all right, I need you to go to the store and get this and handed me the items list. And I like <laughs> drove over there. And as it was happening, I'm just thinking, Jesus Christ. This like, is nuts. This is, yeah, this is, this is absolutely what I kind of expected this to feel like. And then I got to the store and everyone was still courteous Pretty and chill. patient and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't There's still decorum, at least where I'm at. And yeah. Honestly, dude, I went back to the store today, and they have almost everything back in stock. Uh, Not really, but there was pasta. Right? Yeah. There yeah. was milk. There's, there were yeah. some eggs. It's less so than it was last week. But one of my friends said, he texted me, he posted something on Instagram, and then I was like, it's crazy out there. And he's like, really, dude, there's some crazy fucking people out there here. Like, watch out. And I was like, what happened? He's like, I saw multiple people getting into, like, weird fights in the grocery store. <laughs> I was like... Oh, God, like, I mean... Tensions are high. Tensions are high. Anyway, um, what we do in the quarantine is we watch movies. This is, like, the perfect time for us to watch as many as we can. And on our our theme of uh, stardom and fame, uh, we did Vox Lux last week. Vox Lux. Vox Lux. Vox Lux. Vox Lux. Lux. And uh, this week we did Popstar. Never stop, never stopping. Yes, yes. The one-two punch of pop star movies coming together like two titans in the ring. Uh, <laughs> battling for the heavyweight belt. Uh, Natalie Portman and Jude Law versus Andy Samberg and his Merry Men. Ooh, ooh, I like that. All right, they the, rolled off the tongue. The Lonely Island Gentleman. This is essentially a, it's a mockumentary, much in the style of Justin Bieber's seminal 2011 work. <laughs> Never say never, oh, uh, which I have watched. Have you? No, no. Okay, um, Is this I watched striking? it. Striking. <laughs> yes, it, it's pretty fantastic. Um, I actually watched the Bieber movie. I was at a sleepover at my bandmate's house in high school, mm-hmm. and we snuck out and went to this girl's house, and they were having a sleepover. I know a very, very pretty high badass school movie man. Yeah, but a couple and we badasses. Literally, just watched the Justin Bieber movie. <laughs> That's all we did, and then we snuck back home man. as the sun was uh, rising. It's pretty uh, rock on, man. I know. It's like pretty. And I enjoyed it. I gotta say, the, the Bieber movie was was pretty. It was entertaining. I don't know. I, I didn't really. Yeah. We gave it a chance because we were like kind of making fun of it, but then we watched it. We were like, okay, no, that was that was pretty cool. It was pretty inspiring. <laughs> it's pretty good. So yeah, um, this is basically. A uh, yeah, a spoof on that and every other like music documentary that's coming out these days. Yeah, um, um, Andy Samberg plays Connor for real, Connor. Uh, <laughs> essentially a, a pop star, much in the style of Justin Timberlake yes. or uh, Justin Bieber who, or any of the Justins who used to be a part of a a boy band called Style Boys. Featuring the uh, Yorma and Akiva, the other two Lonely Island gentlemen. I'm going to just call them the Lonely Island gentlemen. Um, that sounds pretty cool. It sounds like a, <laughs> an on. exclusive club. 
<laughs> the Lonely uh, Island I really like the names of the Style Boys. Kid Contact. Oh my god. That's actually a cool name. Let, let me let me say uh, like Kid Contact and Kid Brain. They're all, that's the thing about this movie that I just adore is it's all good. Like it's a joke. Everything's yes. a joke, but it's all like legit good. And it's weird. Yeah, and you're and you're talking about the music, the movie, just all of it. Yeah, the vibe. Yeah, it is very well done. It just it's nails stupid, it. but it's incredibly well thought through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what happens in the movie is it's Connor Four Reels second album, and it's right before it comes out, which was also kind of a similar thing in Vox Lux. Oh shit! The parallels. Mm, um, the parallels. And the second album comes out, and it did not uh, land quite how Connor Four Real was expecting. So he starts to spiral and begins doing a bunch of weird shit to try to get the public <laughs> back on his side. Uh, Thank, yeah. yeah, that's that's the the beginning of the story, and that's the spoiler free spoiler free summary. summary sponsored by Aquafresh. <laughs> Aquafresh, yes. Sponsored by Aquafresh. Our spoiler-free summary, sponsored by Aquafresh. <laughs> Until we get real sponsors. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Aquafresh. Um, mm-hmm. What'd you think? I loved it. Um, yeah. I love this movie. It's so easy to watch. It's so funny. Um, I think it captures the just stupid, weird celebrity focus we have. Yeah. Um, just the amount of it, like it, it opens and it's just hitting you with all these different vignettes and scenes and montages and Connor for real vlogging every aspect oh, of his life, just in a way just, too much detail. <laughs> just jerked like it. Him, just uh, just brushing the teeth right now. <laughs> and then it cuts to Fifty Cent. He's like, yeah, he's very open with his fans. A little, uh, a little too open. <laughs> but it, for as silly as it was, it it feels. Like a very on point, I don't know. Yeah, I'm probably going to hit this. Examination of the era that we grew up in. It's crazy, yeah. Just so weird. I'm going to hit this a lot probably this episode, but going along with what you're saying, the, like, they nail almost everything in this, including the music. And, like, Mm -hmm. I honestly could, I, I could imagine hearing any of these songs on the radio, any of them. Yeah, because they're they're like that good. Yeah, well, and I feel like Lonely Island kind of carved out their spot in pop culture because they kind of in the same vein of Weird Al Yankovic. Um, oh yeah, realize if you make silly music that is reminiscent of the music people like and it's super well written, it's good. Yeah, and it's good. People will come back to it. Like, I don't think it's as big of a deal these days but weird al yankovic used to just be oh he's the guy a really big music star still the guy in my brain <laughs> well you know what i mean like yeah, i remember yeah. growing up and people would put him on just at a party yeah dude <laughs> like, i had all the joke. all the cds and all the weird al cds capitalize that with youtube especially as well mm-hmm. yeah um well they they like kind of bridge the boat. gap between like what were the other ones what what were the other ones that did it was i'm on a boat Oh, they, so many of them. Um, Did they Dick in a, a box. box? Yeah, all the like digital shorts on SNL. Yeah. That like all the songs were them. So like, I think through SNL they kind of bridge that gap between like uh, 
Weird Al with like the parody songs and then like mm-hmm. the visual humor as well, which is yeah. I think just so great. And the fact that they they're making movies is uh, very nice. And this is like it's such a layup for them. It's literally like the most perfect thing for their brand, for not necessarily their brand, but like what they do. It's mm-hmm. like a music doc was just bound they to must happen. Have, they must have watched the Justin Bieber movie come out and go. Oh Jesus! This, this is, all we all we have to do is remake. We that. just need to make an album and then make that. I mean, this this isn't really a spoilery movie, but I guess we're moving out of spoiler territory. Yeah, no, now. we're gone. I just I just want to talk we're about Seal getting mauled by a wolf See? and not feel like I'm ruining it for somebody. <laughs> uh, and that song, the the song that they use in the in the wedding, uh, Mona Lisa, you're an overrated piece of shit, is like so great and then they reuse it for it's so good oh yeah i didn't yeah, catch yeah. that they, i didn't realize it was the same song the mona lisa song which he's, yeah he's like mona lisa you're an overrated piece of shit you look like a garbage pill kid they reuse that like song for the wedding which i find very funny but lonely island themselves which i, I found this out uh a little while ago they are from the bay area they're from berkeley and oakland i i this is one of those facts that I know and then I forget and then I relearn. You just get happy again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like knowing that Andy Samberg is from the East Bay, I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. Radical. <laughs> and then I forget. And then someone tells me and I go, oh, cool. And then a little part of my brain's like, uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> For people who don't know, we're from the Bay Area. So it's like yeah, sorry. a little, That's little the hometown pride, there. which is like kind of hometown pride, I guess. I don't know. Um, but what's. Uh, Compared to Vox Lux, because, like, we have we're to... Doing, com- yeah, we're doing the head-to-head. We have to compare the, these There's a reason two. we watch these two. If we're going to compare the music... Here's the thing. I'm mm. not going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on what I said last time. I do actually like the music from Vox Lux. You can go away. And... No, no, no. <laughs> and I, I want to issue a, another apology that I didn't go through and truly listen to the soundtrack. Because you're right. The soundtrack's Some of those better. songs are... They're a lot more palatable... I don't know who's singing uh, on the soundtrack. I think it's Natalie. It's Natalie Portman, Portman especially for the first yeah. song. But yeah, because yeah, hologram in the movie was not dope. And then you listen to it in the soundtrack. I don't know where I heard it, but yeah, I heard the soundtrack version somewhere, and I thought, oh, damn it, okay. Yeah, this is. Way I would good. have been a lot less harsh if I had heard that and those stupid lyrics. Yeah, you put enough vocal effects on it, and it actually kind of just sounds like a normal, it's a normal song. song. But comparatively, this is like. Next level, way beyond. This is next level. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's it's one of those things where you also are down with it because it's so silly. Mm-hmm. Um, that does it a lot of favors. Uh, yes. I mean, shit. I'm So Humble is actually Ugh. kind of a banger. It's They're all... I um, literally... They're all bangers. That's the one that's like... Yeah. Yeah. The karate song at the beginning. Kiyo. With the... I've got a cowboy hat. I'm wearing three cowboy hats. Uh, Aggressively stupid <laughs> lyrics. Aggressively and I think that's, stupid. I think, because we brought this up with Vox Lux, where, one, they went for some really heavy subject matter. They didn't just try to tackle fame. They tried to do all this Everything. stuff about America yeah. and tragedy. Mm-hmm. So I examined the movie a bit harsher than I would this. If they weren't trying to talk about stuff like yeah. that. And 
I kind of turn that lens on the music. So if there's lyrics that are kind of stupid, if I don't know if they're trying to be stupid to prove a point or be thematic or something, yeah, it just comes off as stupid to me. But then on the flip side, you've got Lonely Island doing their thing. And you have, yeah, the karate guy. <laughs> like And talking about like, now I got a cowboy oh, yeah. hat. And it's... <laughs> It's stupid, and you know it's stupid, and there's no doubt it's stupid. And for some reason, that I, I'm bought and sold, and I'm in it. Yeah, and, and it's good. You know, I'm not wondering if I'm meant to feel a certain way. I know how I'm supposed to feel. This is this movie is in my top ten movies of all time, I think, which is a pretty wild, Jesus. wild thing to say. I I think it's what? that incredible, honestly, in terms of comedy, because like that's. I come from comedy, so like comedy and um, that that's like a lot of my favorite movies are comedies. And this oh is God. like w- way up there with the best of them, I think. And mostly I think what makes a good comedy for me is when they know when to stop the joke and like move forward with the plot yeah. or they can do those things simultaneously. And I think this, as stupid as it is, um, you're effectively tied up in the characters and, and their uh, emotions and their, you know, beefs, even if it's like simplistic, you know, story plot devices and stuff, they still effectively done. It's super effective. Cause at the end, the last song with Michael Bolton, it feels like a fucking banger. Yeah. But I'm also just like, yeah, like you're feeling what everyone else is feeling. The gang is back together and I feel good about it. Yeah, They're not real. This isn't a real gang, but like I'm totally sold. And like, I'm very happy. You're happy these three assholes have found their way back to each other. Yes, yes, absolutely. Damn, top ten, huh? I I very recently actually didn't not recently within the past two years came to this realization because my definition of like a top ten movie is something I can put on like whenever and I will watch the mm. whole thing. And this I like Damn. whenever it's on or I can put it on and just like. Or I can get totally shwasted and watch it and just like have a great time too. I feel like that's an interesting way to measure a movie because there's plenty of movies that I find very challenging mm-hmm. to watch, but they're super well done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not always in the mood to watch, I don't know, like The Constant Or like Gardner Citizen Kane. Ray I'm not Fides. about to pop that on yeah, exactly. like every single time. Citizen Kane, let's go. Like movies you would, would or wouldn't suggest just at like a party and everyone's kind of drinking and you don't know what to do. Yeah. You could throw on Lonely Island and everyone could have That's, a fun time. I mean, I, when I say my t- like top 10 favorite movies, I have a couple different top 10s. Like I've got like my my top 10 Fair like point. films of all time. You know, like you're kind of like artsy, mm-hmm. like I think these are great films. And then I've got like my top 10, like my favorite movies of all time. Movies that I can watch whenever and I absolutely love them, you know. So like, mm-hmm. I like the point you made about the jokes though, because I feel like I I didn't really enjoy the kind of brand of two thousands or even early twenty tens comedy where they would drag a mm-hmm. joke on for minutes at a time, and it was part of that awkward kind of ad libbed um, Judd Apatow style he produced humor. This, by the way, <laughs> he did yeah, and I think one of the things I did notice this last rewatch of this movie for me was. They know when to stop mm-hmm. a joke. They go for these stupid bits, and they it's this heightened reality, and it's kind of silly, and they know when to cut it and to move back yeah, to the yeah, story. Yeah, totally. And it feels, 
it feels really funny and it feels really effective. And it also helps it maintain that vibe that it, it does feel like a music document. Oh, totally. It has the same flow of something like the Justin yeah. Bieber movie. And I find it, I find it interesting thinking about the uh, performance videos of the concerts mm-hmm. compared super well compared done compared to oh Vox Lux and this yeah. only had a 20 million dollar budget too like it was not a big budget movie well, twice as much as True, Vox Lux but say. these like concert scenes are like fantastic they look like actual concerts especially with that kind of money is yeah. like I'm I was impressed. trying to figure out how they did it. I was trying to figure out if they had piggybacked on an existing tour. I don't know. And I mean, no. You didn't see anything in your no, research? No, I'm pretty... They they definitely built all this stuff. I feel like piggybacking on another tour would just be like... That's way, that's too much work, I feel like. You think? Even if it was like Lonely Island opening for people? Mm, maybe. That, that could be a thing. But there's a I lot of know. bits in there. That'd be like, interesting to look yeah. into. Uh, send in your uh, yeah, research. All of our little minions out there. <laughs> if anyone out there knows. <laughs> Look this up for us, please. But yeah, so that was one of the things that jumped out to me compared to Vox Lux. They both end with a triumphant uh, yeah. concert. And this one totally grabbed me and was super effective. And yeah, the thing I said in the other one where the it was like, thoughts. if you're going to tell me someone's the best music artist in the world at that point, yeah either blow me away with the music or don't show yeah. me anything. And I think Vox Lux showed too me much. stuff and it, it didn't work for me. This showed me music. And even though it was comedic, like I get that side of it, it's still, I'm like strip away the comedy and this still feels still like the kind of pop music that yeah. is. I've listened to this album right multiple times just in my car. Cause they're just good pop songs. Even the yeah. Hunter, the hungry song. It's fucking great. Can we talk about... <laughs> yes, let's talk about Hunt of the Hungry, which is a total Tyler, the Creator yeah. um, stand-in, yeah. essentially. Oh, yeah, I'm curious, because I don't... I'm Super not a Tyler, funny. the Creator person, so I'm curious. You're a huge yes. Tyler, the Creator fan. I'm a huge Tyler, the Creator fan. Um, he's gotten more mm-hmm. artsy in his recent yeah. years, and I think it's fantastic, and he's gotten really conceptual, and he's really changed what hip-hop looks like to a lot of people he won um best album at the grammys best rap album for us an album that actually doesn't even have that much rapping on it and it it's super cool but his earlier stuff which is the stuff that they're kind of making fun Mm -hmm. of like 2011 tyler the creator when he was with um odd future wolfgang kill them all which is a la not a super group because none of them are known but like a, a big rap group um frank ocean came out of it sid the kid came out of it all these different music acts and they were known for their aggressive lyrics and their like they were just rowdy and they just pumped the crowd up and they really (laughs) captured that in the movie that first scene when he um, comes off stage and he's just like yelling at him he's like hey and they're like (laughs) (laughs) and i loved it i loved every second that he was on the screen um, what's I don't know. Name? He's he in. On, he's on SNL now. Um, yeah, he's on SNL. Chris and he's Red. fucking fantastic. I, I think. Yeah. Yes. He's. So yeah, he's good. so great in this. Um. Yeah. No. It. It really felt. Again, every single step of this was really well thought through. 
they said, we're going to shoot for this type of performer. We're going to try to make it seem like this. And they yeah. nailed it. And Like, it landed really well where they're like, we're going to bring somebody else on the tour. Oh, who is it? And they cut oh, to that. that. Scene? I was like, okay, cool. It's Tyler, <laughs> the creator, basically. The scene with Tim Meadows and Andy Samberg when he's like, I've got just the idea and you are going to like it. And he's like, I'm, I am going to? Are you? Did you mean I, I'm not going to like it? No, you are going to like it. Those sort of bits are so funny. <laughs> the weird, it's like a weird yeah, who's on first Yeah, the inflection of, and you are going to like Sorry, it. Sorry, did you say are going <laughs> to like it? By the way, Tim Meadows, is he, does he just have like a writer that he should show up in music parody movies? Because he was also in Walk Hard. With, um, oh, yeah. He's in that scene where he's like, John you don't C. want Riley. any of this. Uh, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. There's like the three scenes where like Dewey Cox comes in and they're doing whatever new drug it is. You don't he's want like, any. this is weed. You don't want any of this, Dewey. And he was so he was good incredible. in that. And he's so good in this, too. He's got that like earnest face. Every time they cut to the... Uh, the archival footage too where it was like them as uh, it's teenagers so, it's and stuff like the beginning of this movie feels like i feel it yeah yeah it yeah. feels real it feels well done it feels like they i'm i swear to god i'm sure some of that was filmed there were a couple shots where they were on rooftops they were doing something and it feels like it was actually from yeah the there was some stuff they were clearly clearly younger something. like like from their early yeah. days which is nice but again, super yeah. effective. Broken record, but super yeah, yeah, effective. Totally. And I think something that I was paying attention to, I mean, a little bit this time was uh, the like offensive humor. And like, I, I spotted a lot of this where it lands because it is like, these people are just fucking awful. So like, <laughs> like yeah. uh, when Hunter the Hungry's on stage and they're all wearing like native headdresses and doing like, fucking just just awful like imitations of like yeah. native chants and you're just like oh my god like it's a whole song like the whole song is that and you're just like these fucking people <laughs> are the worst <laughs> which movie was oh when we were talking about british gangster films we were talking about yeah. the same thing where well this is a whole nother league <sighs> of like this is satire, but it's the same vein. Um, I was also I was listening to uh, another podcast, and they're talking about Wolf mm-hmm. of Wall Street, and they got into that idea of not every movie has to be Field of Dreams, right? Like it doesn't have to be this heartwarming yeah, tale just, of somebody who learned yeah. something, and and it's like some movies are just about horrible yeah. people, and it's kind of fun to watch because well, and this is. This isn't you know, like a different. It's it can be funny and it can be very like it can prove a point and it can be like, don't be like these assholes. Yeah. Like don't well, you think, know? Almost everyone in this movie falls in that category. I think this of, is in the hey the vein <laughs> of like, I put this in the satire genre, especially because of all this mm-hmm. like, the offensive things that they're doing. Like I'd put in shout out to Melbourne. Yeah, like Blazing Saddles and Robin Hood Men in Tights, like. Like, mm-hmm. this is that same kind, not style of humor specifically, but, like, when you're doing offensive things, it's very obvious. Or, like, Tropic Thunder is, like, another another yeah. one in my my comedic, satirical top ten, which I would, I just think is fantastic as well. But, like... Um, you're poking fun at real-world yeah. people or trends as a way of kind of, like, 
like this is stupid and fucked up yeah and you're laughing because you've seen it real real yeah and i think that's the the mockumentary um format mockumentaries are one of my favorite like for styles or formats of film for like any um well if you like it so much why don't you make one dylan i tried to and it ended it, it turned into an actual movie so uh it's <laughs> it's harder it seems easy but it's also incredibly difficult but i just i love the like the melding of reality and mm-hmm. um fiction and like I think why I enjoy the mockumentary style so much is because, like, when you watch a lot of movies as a kid, you want to, like, be those characters in movies, you know? You, or, and that leads you down multiple different paths of, like, a filmmaker or an actor or, like, whatever. And I think the mockumentary is, like, the the best of both those worlds of, like, if you've ever wanted to be in a movie and also be, like, a pop star, like, this is the perfect medium to go to because you do get to be that person like mm. kind of for real and you all it's also fake you get to do this exaggerating connor for real oh connor for real wow uh, wow but well anytime yeah. you're trying to not only mock people but mock a style of filmmaking yeah that's hard because you have to make an effective documentary you have to hit those same beats like i was thinking about that it even comes down to anytime it came to the title cards and it would be like three days later or whatever, it was the same kind of font. It was the same kind of score mm-hmm. hits and it, it leads you through it and you still get invested. It's kind of one of those things that happens despite you mm-hmm. where you'll see somebody like it'll cut away to quest love talking about someone and you know, it's a joke and you know, that you it's still in, fake and you know, Connor for real, but you get sucked <laughs> in and it all comes together in such a wonderful way where it, and you know what they're mocking mm-hmm. and like he takes a shit in the, <laughs> the toilet Anne at the Anne Frank house. house. Like, and immediately you go, oh yeah, Bieber, Bieber did something thing. like that. Like that's, yeah. you know, like it hooks you. It's totally. it's really effective. And then on top of that, the way they mock the genre and the way they make fun of the the different emotional beats of the genre itself. Yeah. Super, super it's funny. incredible. And I, I think they are, as of now, some of the best at it, because they did, Mm. um, have you seen Seven Days in Hell, the HBO tennis mockumentary? (laughs) It's incredible. No. It's a Um, seven-day-long tennis match. It's it's like, it's based on the, like, uh, Borg versus McEnroe, like, game. That's Andy Samberg and, um... The guy from Game of Thrones, the hot guy from Game of Thrones with the long hair. Jamie Lannister. I don't. I haven't. I haven't seen Game of Thrones. I don't know Game of Thrones. So the names that you're saying right now don't mean anything to me. <laughs> I think he's Jon Snow. Like, I think the guy who plays Jon Snow. I love that, Snow. that shield you throw. Oh, Kit, Kit Harrington. Yeah, yeah. He plays. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Andy Samberg plays the the McEnroe type, like the loud mouth, and Kit Harrington plays the um, the Borg like. Very quiet, like Intense. I don't know if you know anything about tennis at all or that. I know zero. Well, uh, Borg and McEnroe, it was like a big deal. McEnroe is the American who was just like loud and like yeah, he's like the the tennis racket. Breaking. Yes, that's the guy. And yeah. and Borg was the I think like Nordic 
very quiet, learned how to channel his energy. His yeah, yeah. Um, but they also did Tour de Pharmacy, which was a fan fucking. Did you see that one? That was a yeah. Yeah, that was a favorite um, amongst Red Rockers uh, back when our coworker Tyler used to live in the area. We'd go to his house for movie nights, and Tour de Pharmacy is only like what. 45 minutes? Yeah, they're HBO specials. So, yeah, they're like 45 minutes or... So, they would put it on while Tyler was cooking, and we'd watch it, and we'd laugh. And then they would just replay it. So they probably good. watched that fucking thing, like, <laughs> seven or eight times. Not in one sitting, but it's just so rewatchable and funny. Yeah. I I would argue that Seven Days in Hell is better, but I'm not, like, a, yeah. a bicycle person, so... You might enjoy it. Oh, it definitely connected with yeah. me. I'm literally sitting in the family garage right now. You have like a and... fuck ton of bikes in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, not so many anymore, but I'm I'm staring at all this memorabilia. There's like a model penny farthing bike on the desk in front of me. Another one over here. Um, a huge poster on the wall of like Camping Nolo componentry. There's a, <laughs> I don't know what race it's from, but there's a framed photo right here. Uh, memorabilia the, from our the bicycle mural. guy right now yeah like the bicycle God. shop that my family ran when i was a kid there's just memorabilia anyway it's incredible well and they did so one for you to say, and they did one for me the uh the bash brothers visual poem yes, which they did. i think we watched in paris we did i don't remember you, i don't know if you well. remember that but it came out at midnight in paris and it's mm-hmm. uh incredible quite a feat it's like a little mini this basically but it's anyway back to pop star itself back to pop star a little uh tangent there um i do want to say uh the guy with the the british guy um james buckley from the in-betweeners which Mm. is a a nice little surprise i were you a part of that in-betweeners like you got me on that when we were in the dorm rooms together. Okay, yeah. I watched it a lot in high school. It's very, very crude, stupid British. So uncomfortable. It's, it's so awful. And James Buckley plays, like, the most disgusting um, human being to ever live on the earth. Who does he, who does he play in this? Uh, the He's got the long hair. He's the British lackey. He's, like, the party oh, guy. Oh, yeah. He's the, okay, I thought he looked familiar. <laughs> Damn, he grew up. Yeah, man, he's hilarious. That's weird. When I saw he was in this, I was like, "This is great! Like, these are, this is fantastic." Um, and the uh, one part that uh, I'm going through all of my favorite parts. I'm like Chris Farley right now. Like, hey, do you remember when like uh, when you when you did this and it was really cool. <laughs> that is just that's this podcast in a nutshell. Yeah, we, it's a... <laughs> we say smart things sometimes, and most of the time we just go. <laughs> remember when? Remember when Seal got like attacked got by, attacked wolves? by wolves? This is uh, really pretty, funny. Pretty, pretty funny. Well, I'm gonna do that right now. And do um, it, when they're introducing his uh, his payroll, um, yes, the a wonderful montage. Yes, the dude who punches him in the nuts so he remembers where he came from is so. I great. don't have many notes, but I have that one <laughs> written down. Um, I know we have quotes at the end, but I'm gonna say this right now. <laughs> A guy who punches him in the nuts so he remembers where he came from. Then there's the punch. And then Connor goes, oh, you're right. right. And, then they... <laughs> <laughs> and then they do a little, the little handshake. I, I think if there's anything I would say in terms of making this movie better, I wanted that guy to come in 
at punch least him in the two nuts. more times. Yeah. Just <laughs> at random points, just that guy coming in, strafing him. Just oh my god. That's I think incredible. that's one of the few things that would make this a more effective movie is just <laughs> that guy coming back. Oh my god. Um one line in this movie that actually I know we're like going into quotes, but whatever. Um <laughs> There's one line it's in okay. this movie. It's okay, we're 40 minutes in. Yeah, one line in this movie that is actually kind of real to me. Mm. And it's when they come out of the um, washing machine place. Yeah. And he says, uh, if you don't sell out, people will wonder if nobody asked you to. That hit me too. And that, I think that line is like, it feels real because I, that is the world that we live in. That is like the, the late stage capitalism we live in right now. Where like, if you don't sell out, people will be like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> Well, and I think the part that, yeah, the what part was it? He, yeah, he said, if you don't sell out, um, people will wonder if anyone even asked you to. Asked you just, to. Yeah, just that idea of like, if you don't sell out and you take a stance on it, people are probably just going to be like, Oh, that's probably because no one wanted to. Nobody give wanted money to be anyway. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is Ugh. horrifying. The the one, yeah, very real. Um, that yeah. exact same scene, I have a quote written down. Swag. <laughs> yeah, when they come out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they just have like toasters, toasters. and fucking bags of appliances. Yes. There's a lot of really like small, quiet moments in this movie that I like. Th- I really adore weirdly mm-hmm. enough um and they're just minor little jokes that make me giggle like a lot like uh the joke where he says uh we'll be surprised releasing it next thursday yep. and like that one i'm just like that that's like such a small stupid joke we'll but be it's surprised so releasing funny. it next thursday, next thursday at noon yeah, so at noon. check that out <laughs> and the the very obvious hit at the the macklemore song with the uh <laughs> <laughs> not gay <laughs> Equal rights. The equal rights song, fantastic. As soon as the music video ends, fucking Ringo Starr is like, <laughs> it was it was about gay marriage, but it's they okay. already have that. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You can get married now. Like that's you can get married now. <laughs> He's acting like it's not legal. It's legal now. One of my favorite segments in this whole movie is the CMZ segment with oh man. Uh, uh, Will Arnett and Eric Andre, Eric Andre um, Mike Birbiglia. Mike Birbiglia with the long blonde hair, which is like a little and, hidden and gem. What's the lady's name? Chelsea Peretti. Chelsea Peretti. Thank you, Chelsea Peretti. That was the dump of oh, what of our comedian friends do we want to have on this oh show to be like laughing maniacally? Yeah, <laughs> there is in the. Have you watched any TMZ? Like every now and then, yeah, I I know. But you do you, you get that segment? I, yes, right? you get yes. exactly what they're mocking. Yes, I think that's another. It is that. It's exactly that, and that's the part that is so. They got the camera angle right. <laughs> they they recreated the office perfectly. That's so good. It was so well. I done. think this is another thing that I hate TMZ. Well, I think everyone should. Everyone should. People don't. I know no. people don't, but they people, should. People enjoy the hell out of that shit. I understand. It's the same people that buy tabloids. And hoard toilet paper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> I think kind of what you're saying about if I've seen TMZ, um, mm. 
I think I said this in another episode, but a lot of my favorite one of a lot of my favorite movies are the spoofs on other genres, and I think a lot of this stands on its own and is really funny without relying heavily on having seen anything else. And then once yeah. you have seen it, then it it takes on a whole new like uh, layer of of humor, which I think is a, yeah. another achievement. Cause... I'm pretty sure I saw this back in the day before I had seen TMZ. So then when I saw the real TMZ, my thought was, oh my holy shit, they recreated it perfectly. <laughs> this is actually that ridiculous. It's have you, I watched the, um, they have a bunch of the CMZ segments on the deleted scenes. I've got the, the oh, Blu-ray yeah. and it's, they've got like five, six segments of it and it's incredible. It's, it just keeps getting Because they better. probably got everyone together, Ugh. and they're like, look, we need a 30-second clip, but we went to all the trouble of getting here, of so them. let's just... Re- yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Do you think the Eric Andre laugh was scripted, or do you think probably, no. he just went for I, it? No, I don't think... I mean, I, no. Absolutely not. I think that was just like... I don't know. I think it was all... Not improvised, but like... Once you get flowing, once you're laughing like yeah. that, like you just, you go. <laughs> um, another thing when I, when I first saw this movie, uh, the, the part with Bill Hader at the beginning, he's the guitar guy, which I thought he was going to come back. And so he's the roadie. Um, yeah. when he says, uh, I like to get a, an F line session. I did not know that Flatliners is a real movie. I thought it was a joke. Yeah. I, I legit nope, absolutely a real movie. They actually remade it recently. Oh, I, I now I'm very aware of Flatliners. When I first saw <laughs> this movie, I was like, "Oh, that's hilarious!" Like Joel Schumacher joke, good one. And then because the poster looks kind of fake, <laughs> it looked like a bunch of like kind of fake faces. It yeah, it does look very <laughs> fake. So I didn't know that, and then the the remake came out, and then I was like. Oh shit! This is You're a like, real. Oh wow! They did a remake of a fake this movie. This is a That's real crazy. movie. <laughs> and I saw the remake. It's awful, but a very yeah. fun awful. Let me tell you. Diego Luna, Ellen Page. Yeah. Um, oh fuck! Who else is that? Why do I know so much about this remake? It's bad, but it's good bad. Highly recommend a good a good bad watch for you, for you. Um, probably too scary for me. Highlight a little Justin Timberlake action in this as. Fantastic. I I say a Julien because of this movie. Julien. All the time. You do. Yeah. When somebody says it, I'm like, a Julien. A Julien. Does that happen a lot in your life? It's happened a few times, especially when we were in France. Somebody said a Julien and I was like, a Julien. Julien. <laughs> <laughs> um, um and the bit the subtle the, the subtle way he sort of pinched his voice <laughs> and acted just like a timid version of him. Was so goddamn funny. It's delightful. Oh. And when he's cutting the carrots, he's like, "And cut quieter." <laughs> he's trying, <laughs> and you kind of realize you're like, "Oh shit, that would be really hard cut to cut carrots, carrots quietly. quietly." How do you do that? You just don't understand. Um, can we talk about the full dick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full cock and balls. There A it great, is. Another great moment. Um, I gotta say, <laughs> the highlight being when he's rolling the yeah, window like... down, and it's it's like going, and it hurts. Like, like it... <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. It's like catching on the window the as it's being is getting, rolled down. Yeah, caught onto the sticky window. 
And when he points so to perfect. it, and he's like, and yeah, God. it just, and that's one of those moments where it's so funny, and it also makes me in the moment mm-hmm. analyze movies where I'm like, yeah, how many movies do we see where they're trying to prove a point about how famous someone is, and somebody whips out their boobs, and like, <laughs> I know we all love boobs, but like. The flip side of it is like, yeah, what if just in that same movie, the next thing that someone whips the dick out. And then, like, the lady's there and she's like, that's my fiance's dick. (laughs) And then he, he, like, touches it and signs it, which is even better. He still signs it. (laughs) And then douses his hand in in sanitizer. (laughs) Yes, wash your hands, everybody. Yes, wash fucking hands. Oh, my God. Another highlight. We're just going. This is a highlight reel right now. Um, the yeah, it, it does kind of feel like a highlight. I reel, mean, but I mean, it. Look, the 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 main point is they did a really good job with this movie. I think they handled. I don't think it really examines fame that much. I think on that end, Vox Lux did a better job of looking at the way. I don't know. I feel like this. <sighs> this doesn't like. I I mean, it hits all the notes of like. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be, like, smart and English classy about this, but it really comes down to this is a very entertaining look at someone who's so out of touch with reality because of the fame that has been kind of thrust upon them. Well, I think if you if um, you do look at it in a deeper way, I think the, like, the lessons are there. Like, if you grow up in fame, you're going to just have a completely different, a different, like, reality than everyone else you live on a completely different planet and that comes with its own problems so like you may not have financial troubles but like you're gonna have a lot of emotional distress based on how you grew up like if your mom is kind of crazy and like you know and oh yeah (laughs) shout out to her yes kids first not my mom the mom in the in the movie she's fantastic as well school of rock oh Ooh, that's another top ten. School of Rock. I hate to say it, but Stevie Nicks. (laughs) I watched. I didn't realize how uh, much I knew that by heart until I rewatched it in college, and I was like, "Oh, I know every goddamn line." Yeah, (laughs) I know. School of Rock, Nacho Libre. Uh, Oh my god! Pieces of gold, man. I used to watch School of Rock almost every day after school. Like that was the the movie that I had on DVD and I just like pop it in. Would you actually watch it or would you just have it on? I'd watch the shit out of it. That's what made me want to drum. When I, I, I'm sure that movie made a lot of kids want to like start playing instruments. I'm sure, I'm sure you could see a bump in something. I I love data. Yeah. And I want to see the numbers of something. I don't know. I'm sure it's like, (laughs) Sales of drum kits or sales of like Gibson Les Paul yeah. guitars or like like SGs or whatever shot up after that movie came out well, because you're right. I made it, like when I was a kid, I made like a I I took like a white dress shirt and ripped the sleeves off of it and had my drum kit and was like totally in it. That's so cute. I know that's a cute little kid. So yeah, 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 just cute. Oh. Um, Dylan. A nice uh, speaking of Weird Al, um, I really like his little cameo in here, and it was good. It's a hammer leg. To, yeah, to me, it feels like a passing of the torch. And I've told this to people yes. before, and they've been like, oh, "That's kind of weird." I'm like, "Yeah, but like he was the king of of parody. Like he was the king, yeah. and now like 
Lonely Island, they are the kings of, of parody music. It's not necessarily yeah. parody, but like uh, humorful music. Like they they own the, the genre as of now. So that little like <laughs> scene was so nice and it kind of felt like a little passing of the torch. One thing I will say, something I absolutely hate about this movie, <laughs> and it's similar to the uh, Matthew Vaughn thing, um, the the wolf bit all the way at the end, it's just not funny. No. And I'm so, it... every time I see it, it's the same with the weird, like, can we do it in the butt thing? I'm just like, why did you do that? Very weird. Yeah. So refresh my memory again. He like the last frame of the movie. He's got his little pet turtle too. And yeah. He says something to the effect of like you know, be a good friend over money or some shit like that. And then a wolf comes out of nowhere and like attacks him. It's just yeah. it is. I don't know about the that. The <laughs> only miss in this whole movie for me is why it is not perfection. Is that weird moment at the end blows my mind yeah yeah that wasn't great for me which is and i think the fact that that stands out as a weak moment says a lot for a film with so many Mm -hmm. weird jokes yeah oh because almost everything else works i got an answer for you segueing into trivia uh most of the shots of the large crowds were footage from one direction concerts so they didn't shoot there, but a lot of the like big crowd footage was One Direction. Clever. So that answers like a bit of your, um, totally a bit of your question. Um, For sure. Owen's robot helmet makes the same noise as the aliens in War of the Worlds from two thousand five. Okay. <laughs> Did that come with the sound library that they bought? Yeah, or? most likely, which is a great bit in itself. Is just I was worried for him when he fell down the stairs. That was a. Pretty gnarly stunt. Yeah, man, he went hard. I mean, obviously it's not him, but you know. Um, but it's still a human being, Dylan. This is there's this is a lot of good trivia on this one. Hit me uh, with it. rapid fire. All three of the Lonely Island members' wives make an appearance in this movie. Joanna Newsom, the purple-haired defibrillator operator. Uh, Marielle Heller was a member of Connor's documentary crew. And Liz Kakowski, I probably butchered that name, uh, was the stage manager with whom Lawrence makes out with. And Yorma's son was the drum- drumming baby? Oh, this is so nice. And brother? The drumming baby was a direct Justin Bieber reference, yes, by the way. Yes, because he used to be like a badass drummer, right? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Hunter the Hungry was a loose parody of Tyler the Creator. Nailed it. Boom. Nailed it. We're perceptive. Congratulations. <laughs> we get it. We get it. This is kind of interesting. Several of the songs, including Bin Laden, which is a banger and just so offensive in all all realms of the word, um, <laughs> Mona Lisa, Owens Beat, and Incredible Thoughts featured Greg uh, Kirsten, as a writer and or producer, in 2017, Kirsten won a Grammy for producing, for producer of the year, as well as song of the year and record of the year for co-writing Hello with Adele. So. Hello. Yeah. They got the best of the best to make the. Uh, That's, and it fucking shows yeah, man, too. Totally. It's, those people blow my mind. I know mind. you like the music from Vox Lux, but 
this music is better. I'm uh, this music is better. Yeah, this music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to argue that. Ooh. Yeah. Oh no, never mind. That's not a good one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what piqued your interest? Why? Why? The I ooh? heard. Uh, I saw CMZ makes a big deal about James Franco, and I thought James Franco was in one of the CMZ segments that they cut. But it's this really lame piece of trivia that says in the post credit scene. CMZ makes a big deal of a picture of James Franco leaving a Denny's. Franco and Apatow are frequent c- collaborators. It's like, okay. I hate It's those. so lame. Yeah, it's like, I hate the, the crowdsourced trivia yeah. that just pops up. Because normally there's some pretty sweet trivia. And then you see those and you're like, who let this mook in? Like, <laughs> like what is yeah. this? This is, this is the last one that's like kind of cool. Carrie Underwood's first cameo in an R-rated movie. Do with that what you will, but uh, there you have it. Does she have a history of cameos in non-R-rated movies? Did she pop up in some Disney Channel shit? No, probably not. Hmm. If you couldn't already tell, uh, Connor's uh, putting Connor's album being put on um, washing machines and everything is a reference to U two the U two album being added to added to everyone's iTunes without permission. Uh, did you remember when that happened? I, I do remember that happened. Everyone has that fucking album now. I yeah. have it, and I don't want it. <laughs> it's, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, one, what a move. What a fucking like, that's, move. <laughs> that's really smart. Two, have you watched, when they released it, have you watched, like, the onstage Tim Cook and Bono? No. Like, touching fingers, doing the thing? No. It is so awkward. <laughs> Listeners, this is required watching for all of you. Go watch uh, this right I don't, now. We'll link it. I we'll don't require you to the, watch uh... our movies, but you simply must go watch the awkward <laughs> release of the U2 album. We will... I can't even remember what it's called. We'll link it but... in the description for you. Oh, uh, will we? Yes, we absolutely <laughs> will. Um, well, it's not that hard. You fucking Google it and then copy and paste a link. I know. No, I wasn't groaning about the effort of posting the link. I just you want to make people look for it. I don't know. No, I just don't know how official I want to <laughs> push this damn awkward press conference. Well, you, I mean, you'd think Bono would have better stage presence. Tim Cook, I get it; he's a nerd, but it was. Oh, I mean, that sounds cringe, man. Like hard, mm-hmm. hard cringe. Did they do Lazy Sunday? Was that? Yeah, one of yeah. Theirs? Lazy is that the one with the 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 cocaine one? What? There's a part where he has Lazy like Sunday. Wake up in the late afternoon. It was with uh, Chris Parnell. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was back when uh, Chronicles of Narnia came out. Because yeah. what they end up doing is they go to the movie theater and watch Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. They did, oh my! They okay. You uh, the Chronic Wackles of Narnia. It's the Chronic Wackles of Narnia. They got so many of them. They got I just had sex. Classic. With Akon. When Akon was a thing, uh, I'm on a boat, jizzed in my pants, also a classic. Well, boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Like a boss. Um, speaking of Natalie Portman, Natalie Port- Natalie's rap. Do you remember that one? Yeah, she did two of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, we like sports. Great one. Ticking a box. YOLO. They did We Like Sports? Yeah, man. Dude, they... Jesus, I did not realize. Like, they they okay, were our I, if you're SNL. Listening to they were this, our generation of SNL. <laughs> yeah, if you listen to this, um, Dylan and I are both 
25? Are you 25? Will be in a couple months. All right, fuck it. We're both 25, so <laughs> we kind of, the internet has always been a presence in our adolescent onward lives and these songs. People quoted this shit all the, the time. This like, is our childhood. Listing these things. Yeah. And it becomes just people's daily quotes. It's pretty wild out. Now that I'm actually thinking yeah, about it. Jesus Christ. Like, these guys have had a huge impact on my life as a like creator and like all of this stuff. Mother Lover, yeah. also a classic. Um, Boombox. I listened to Boombox a lot when I was younger. I don't know why that was the one that I like really <laughs> liked. Um, Good beat, probably. Yeah. So they continue. They're like 40 now, just in case you were wondering. Also, <clears throat> we didn't men- mention this before, but Akiva and Yorma directed Oh, it. yeah. They're the Wikipedia page incredible. is funny because it's they... like directed by Akiva and Yorma, written by Akiva Yorma Andy Samberg, produced by Akiva <laughs> Yorma Andy Samberg, starring Akiva Yorma Andy Samberg. It's... Like it, it looks <laughs> like theirs. a film that a middle schooler made, and the credits roll, and it's literally just their name for everything because they directed, <laughs> wrote, and starred in it. Oh man! Well, overall, I I mean, I'm sure you have heard. I fucking adore this movie. It was an easy watch. I could talk about this forever. It was. But I won't bore you all to death with our praisings of this film. Um, mm. What do you want to do mm. next week? This It's your pick, my guy. I've picked two minutes I, so far. I would love to talk about uh, Ooh. Yes, Zorro. Yes, let's do Zorro. We just watched Zorro together. Zorro. Night. We did. Um, while in quarantine, we've been remote watching movies together with the super sophisticated system of counting down on our fingers over FaceTime <laughs> yeah, and sync. trying to press Yeah, it we don't use time. Netflix party or whatever all y'all uh, young people what a are using. Extension is cuz you have an iPad. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's mainly what it is. Um yeah, I think I think that's going to be the next one. I think we're going to we're going to jump into the old the old action adventure genre. Fuck with yeah. Our good friends Antonio and Antonio. Hey. hey. <laughs> and that's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, next week we're doing The Mask of Zorro. The Mask of Zorro. It should be a blast. So tune in. Thanks for listening. Um, follow us on, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're on Breaker and. Um, Anchor FM and anything else you could possibly think of Spotify um, give us a rate and a a comment on Apple Podcasts it's very helpful Um, yeah and you know don't go to our Patreon page because it doesn't exist anymore so you can't donate to us Uh, send your money send your money to uh, we don't need it it. we're rich (laughs) we're rich Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you soon. Stay safe out there. And we're clear. God, I hate these people. I hate doing this podcast. (laughs) 